Thank you for joining us on the Fellowship Baptist Church podcast, a podcast of preaching and teaching from the ministries at Fellowship Baptist Church. Fellowship Baptist Church exists to gather, grow, give, and go for the glory of God. Hey guys, thanks for joining us again in the Fellowship Baptist Church podcast. Today we're going to be talking about leadership and a particular aspect of leadership, that's delegation. Uh, Delegation is the passing down of tasks, passing down of responsibilities to other leaders. It's raising up leaders so that those leaders can then take those tasks and do them well. The whole point of delegation is that a leader or a leadership group passes down responsibilities to others so that that leadership group can focus on the primary responsibilities that they have and and can delegate those tasks to other people, um, those tasks that maybe they don't need to take up at this time and maybe they can pass down to others. Now, we're going to be talking about how delegation and leadership works specifically in a church and how church members... um, church deacons, uh, church pastors, elders, um, uh, church committee heads, and Sunday school teachers can uh, delegate um, their uh, in, in their area. But I do think that some of these things apply outside the church, and, can, and you can take them in your business, you can take them in your family. Um, and so try to see areas where you can use these leadership tasks. Well, one of the key passages that we look at when we think about leadership comes from the book of Deuteronomy in chapter one. Moses is a key leader in the Old Testament, and he runs into an issue when it comes to leading the people of God. There are so many people that he is not able to do the things that he is meant to do. And he's kind of working morning to night. In Deuteronomy chapter nine, he summarizes some things that happened previously in his leadership and and shows the people why he's been passing down some of these responsibilities. In Deuteronomy 1.9, he says, I said to you at that time, I can't bear the responsibility for you on my own. That's the picture of somebody who needs to delegate. The responsibility is too heavy for them. There's too much. This isn't about laziness. It is about having too much on your plate and you need to pass off some of those responsibilities. In verse 10, he says, the Lord your God has so multiplied you that today you are as numerous as the stars of the sky. May the Lord, the God of your fathers, increase you a thousand times more and bless you as he has promised you. So you have this blessing. You've had an increase. You know, more people are coming and are being a part of your church, part of your ministry. And that's a great thing. Now you have to make some changes. In verse 12, he says, but how can I bear your troubles, burdens, and disputes by myself? Well, you can't. Appoint for yourselves wise, understanding, respected men from each of your tribes, and I will make them your leaders. So that just gives us this principle, this biblical principle that that Moses uh, undertakes to pass down his responsibilities to, to other leaders. He's not passing the butt. He is definitely still continuing to lead, and um, he has a responsibility there, uh, but he is pouring into those other leaders and allowing them to pour into the, the um, uh, smaller groups. And this is a wisdom that we get from the Bible, um, but it has definitely been played out in just the regular world, and people have taken up delegation and seen it as vital and important. 
So why should you delegate? Well, one is that you want to expand the ministry. Uh, you have a ministry going, you have a, a, a church going, and you want to expand it. You want to um, uh, help it to grow. Without delegation, uh, your ministry is only going to be able to grow to your abilities. Uh, and, and most people just cannot handle um, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people underneath their responsibility. There are a few that can. But most people can't, and therefore they need to pass those responsibilities, at least some of those responsibilities, to uh, other people. So if you want the ministry to expand, or if it's expanding and growing, um, more people are coming. There, it, there just comes a time where you have to train up leaders and 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 pass the responsibilities out to those leaders. Um, another reason why you should delegate is that everyone has gifts. Every member of the church has gifts from God. And and leaders need to recognize that they are not the only ones gifted. They uh, are gifted in certain areas, but they need to um, find the gifts of their people and help the people develop their gifts, uh, help people and find places where they can use their gifts. If people aren't using their gifts, there's something missing in the church. And actually, the church is not receiving those gifts if they're not being used and being used properly. And so uh, for the health of the church and the recognition that everyone has gifts, you need to delegate things and find people that can take up certain responsibilities. Another aspect of this is humility. It, it, um, this is a thing that is essential for leaders to have, is to have humility. And that can be a hard thing when things are underneath your responsibility. And you may feel that you're the only one that can do this, or you're the only one that can do it right. And that is one hard thing when it comes to when it comes to delegation. Sometimes people, most of the times, people will do things different than than you do them. That doesn't mean it's better or worse, but it is different, and that can be hard for you to have humility and say it's different. Sometimes they do it better, and that will humble you to realize I was doing it this way, but I gave it to them, and they are much better at this than me. And that's hard to admit when we're leaders and that that kind of pricks at our our pride and we need to show some humility but delegation is one of the ways that god can grow you as a humble leader and can develop humility in your life which we all need uh, overall just one reason to delegate is that the church will be better the church is a better place when uh, when you have multiple leaders uh, leading in the way that God wants you to lead. That's why when we look at 1 Timothy 3, we see um, multiple elders and, and multiple deacons. We, we see these multiple leaders um, that have different responsibilities underneath their, their care. The church is healthier when it's not just run by a singular individual. And we need to say something right here. When we talk about delegation, we're, we're not talking about just handing out a bunch of tasks to people, though there is something with delegating tasks. You also need to delegate leadership and actually empower and give leadership away to other people so that they can do the leading in that area, so they can make real decisions. So they don't they don't always have to look over their shoulder to see whether or not you are um, happy with what they've done. Again, you may still have to um, uh, keep watch over things that may be your responsibility, but they need to have real leadership. 
The last reason why we uh, delegate um, is that you won't be around forever. Uh, at some point, you'll either retire, move on, or pass away. And it is not a good thing when a ministry dies just because the person over that ministry leaves or gets sick um, or passes away. A ministry and a church should continue to do well even after that main or key leader has gone. Sure, it will take bumps. Sure, it will have an adjustment. That's absolutely true. But it should continue because that primary leader or that primary group of leaders has done a good job of raising up other leaders and delegating to them uh, responsibilities. They actually need to know not what, not only what to do, but why you are doing what you're doing. They need to be understand the very principles of that. Now, again, not everybody you delegate to has, has to know that, but there have got to be people underneath your leadership that understand why you're doing what you're doing, that see the, the vision, that see the picture, that understand what's going on and, and, and grasp those key principles so that when they take over, they can continue those key biblical principles Maybe they do it in a different way and a different method, but they continue that and the ministry can flourish and grow and go beyond uh, a singular person's ministry. Because it's really sad when a, a church um, um, or a ministry seems to fall apart when a person leaves and it shouldn't be that way. And that's why it is essential for leaders to delegate. It's not just something that is helpful. It is absolutely essential. It is part of your leadership that you actually pass it down to somebody else, that you give it away, that you delegate it out. Um, if not, the ministry is going to suffer um, and it will only be as good as you can do it. So we've talked about why, and there are probably other reasons why you, you should delegate and pass out things, but how? How do we do this well? How do we delegate in a wise and in a, in a good way? Well, the first thing you need to do is to find a couple of people to invest in. Now, that may be one or two, maybe four or five. I, I wouldn't try to do like 20 or 30 at a time. Um, it, it just, that, that's, you don't get the same kind of um, leadership um, ability to pour in, into them with, with such a large number, but invest in, you know, three, four or five people, um, and look for people who have shown an interest. Are they interested in some kind of leadership? Have they stepped up to the plate in some way? Have they, have they volunteered? Um, have they shown themselves to, to be helpful? Um, uh, look for people with, with skills. Um, do they have good organizational skills? Um, have you given them a project before and they've, they've done a good job at it? Do they communicate well? Um, look for a variety of different skills, not just the ones you have, but, um, uh, skills outside your box and, and see, and those are people that you should invest in. Another thing is just passion. Um, do they care about the Lord and do they care about his people? Do they have a passion for um, for people in the church? Do they have a passion for for the ministry? Do they really want to do it? Do they care about these people? Um, passion is something that you you just have to find. You can't really um, put it into people. 
Um, and, and you need to find people that are passionate because you can find skilled people that are actually not passionate and be careful that you don't um, confuse the two. Just because somebody's good at something doesn't mean they actually are passionate about it. And that may not be the person that you want to um, invest in. Uh, I think skill can be learned. I mean, some is just given, it's, it, but some actually can be learned. And then another aspect, especially within the church and a priority in the church, uh, as we see in 1 Timothy 3 and Titus 1, is the idea of holiness. You know, it talks about elders, um, uh, these overseers of the church should be above reproach. Uh, as a general sense in that they should demonstrate some holiness. Now, again, be careful that you don't look for perfection. Everybody has sin issues. Um, everybody has um, things that they that they deal with. Um, um, pride and um, they, they can deal with all kinds of different sins. But they should have an, a, a, a character in them that is easily seen as ethical. Um, there should be other people that recognize that uh, as well, uh, that they have a good reputation with, with people. Um, th those are aspects of holiness. Do they love God's word? Do they love to worship the Lord? Do you, do you see that in them? Do you hear the, uh, that about them? Those are the kind of people that you want to look at and, and invest in. Now, that may seem strange. Like, well, what about that really weak brother? Should I invest in them? Yes, there is a time and place for that. Um, I, I, I do agree with that. But leaders um, are not doing themselves um, any good if they're only investing in those people. They And those people can take a lot of time and effort. And they need to invest in leaders um, that can invest in those people as well. So yes, it, a leader should never be so prideful to think that I can never invest in somebody who's needy and who's not super holy and um, who's not super passionate, but needs discipleship and growth. We should always be willing to do that. And yet at the same time, uh, sometimes when we're looking for that that uh, to help out that person really in need, we miss those people that we can invest in that could expand the ministry and that could um, pour into to more people. Um, a, a second thing in how to delegate is slowly release the reins. Uh, um, and so the, the picture is of a, a person on, um, you know, uh, a, a horse and they're holding the reins and that and they're pulling them back so that the horse goes exactly um, where they want. But then over time, as they build trust, they release those reins and they trust the horse to take them wherever they want them to go. Now, that's not a perfect analogy by any means, but what it, the whole point of it is um, early on when you're giving stuff away, you want to keep a, a tight watch on that. You want, and, and that's ultimately for their good and the good of the organization as well. You're, you're allowing them to do certain things, but you're keeping watch. You're following up um, a whole lot. You're giving more suggestions uh, to them. <clears throat> you're asking lots of questions, making sure they're on point, maybe having them report back to you about what they did. Um, you want to have those tight reins, but slowly over time, as they show themselves, you want to release those reins and give them chance. Now that 
that is going to mean they're going to mess up and you have to be okay with people messing up and not doing things perfectly and making mistakes. That's one way that they learn. Um, and so uh, when you, just because they mess up, does not mean you need to rope them back in or, or put them on the sidelines. No, um, you need to confront that mistake, help them learn from that mistake. There may be places where they need to seek uh, forgiveness, or they need to apologize, or anything like that. But um, you're releasing those reins slowly, um, and, and there needs to be this intentional release. Um, sometimes leaders are really good at delegating, but they keep the reins so tight that that person never kind of goes outside of their eyesight. There's got to be a place where we let them go, and we release those those reins. It, it's similar to if you have children and you're releasing them out to the world, there are places where you have to give them the opportunity where they make the choices and they deal with the choices as well that they make. Um, a third aspect of how to uh, delegate well is to, is to encourage. Um, find ways to encourage that person. Many times when you have these new leaders come in, um, they're nervous, they're unsure, um, they don't want to make a mistake. Uh, they don't want to let you down. You've invested in them. You care about them. And they need your encouragement. Um, and, um, they need you to say, this is where you did really, really well. This is uh, where you did good. Um, this is where you were, you were helpful. Um, this is where you um, did a great job. Uh, encourage them. Um, uh, overdue on the encouragement that will really help them. That doesn't mean you can never point out a mistake, but too often um, we point out the mistakes. Um, we point out um, where they, where they messed up and that person just can feel like they can never do anything right. Or they get nervous and wonder, you know, um, Am I going to mess this up again? And you won't, don't want them backing away from the, the good leadership that they're doing. And so that takes encouragement. That takes building them up. That takes them um, feeling that they're valued by you, that, that you actually do care about them. So spend time encouraging them. You can find all kinds of ways to do that. Um, but I would also make sure that you do it publicly in a group. Um, they did something well. Um, bring them into a staff meeting um, in front of the church at a business meeting and tell them how thankful you are for them and what a good job they did and all that kind of stuff. Let them be the hero, even if you were sitting by them the whole time and gave them the, the, the whole plan and they just implemented it. Let them be the hero um, and and let them get the the, the acknowledgement from people. Um, that will really help them. That will encourage them. Um, fourth thing, uh, raise the bar. And by raising the bar, I mean uh, set the standard higher. Um, set them in a place that actually challenges them. See, if we set the bar too low where they can always meet it, um, good leaders will get bored. They will get tired and they'll want to move on. They won't want to do it anymore if it's too easy. Um and so you need to, to, to raise the bar so that you are pushing them to go um, a little bit beyond what they're able to do. Um, part of it is you're, uh, um, they're recognizing that, hey, this, this task is not always going to be easy. And there are going to be times when um, 
I need to either develop new skills. Um, I need to ask around for help. I need to find other people to come alongside of me. You need to raise that bar for people so that um, uh, it is attainable. It can't be so high that it's, it's unattainable, but um, you, you push them to a level that is higher than they are particularly comfortable doing. Uh, this will make them better. They'll learn new skills. Um, they'll learn how to uh, be better leaders. Uh, they will learn all kinds of things um, and uh, by raising the bar. If you, if you always make it easy for them, it, it, it just becomes, um, they get into bad patterns. Uh, they never get challenged. And then when the challenges come, and they will come even if you don't raise the bar, uh, they will flounder, not know what to do because they've never known how to deal with that pressure. So make sure you're raising the bar, lifting them up. Um, uh, finally, and again, there's more things we could say about how to uh, do this. Um, but finally, I want you to see that you need to uh, admit your own um, weaknesses and give uh, the person credit that has been helping you. Um there, there are times when you're delegating things and somebody comes up with a, an idea that is different than you thought um, and it's better. And um, or they are just really good at something that you're not as good at. And it's OK to admit your weaknesses. See, if you're leading people, you don't want them to be prideful leaders. And so it, you need to give a good example of humility. And part of that is admitting your weaknesses and saying, hey, you're better at me than this, or this person is better. And we need to, um, and, uh, and you recognize that well enough to give them some credit. Um, again, this isn't about um, blowing smoke or puffing up their head, but it's showing them what a humble leader looks like. And that's a leader who can say, yes, I make mistakes. I'm not perfect. I need help. You're really helpful in this. Can you help me here? Um, it's okay to admit your weaknesses as a leader. I mean, we see that here in Deuteronomy where um, Moses says that he can't handle the burden of this and he's going to have to hand things over uh, to other people. He admits his weaknesses in that. And we need to do that as well. We need to admit our weaknesses. So um, this is why we delegate and how we delegate. So now, what do you need to do in wherever leadership place you are at uh, to delegate better? What is a step that you can take to, to help you delegate things? Is it just understanding the need to delegate? Is it searching out people because you've never done that before? Maybe you are too um, tight on holding the reins on a person and you know, I need to release them to do some things. Maybe it's too easy at race bar, whatever it is. Um, what do you need to do to be a better leader? Well, that's it for today. Um, we will be back later. Uh, and I hope that this has been helpful to you as you seek to follow Jesus well um, and lead in his church and lead his people. Let's remember that we are doing these things, these leadership things, and taking up these responsibilities because we want the kingdom of God to, to grow. We want the glory of Jesus uh, to be known. 
and we want the gospel to be proclaimed into the ends of the earth. And so we're going to work hard at delegating with that gospel-centered, mission-centered aspect in mind. So I pray that this has been helpful for you, and we will see you again soon. Thank you for joining us in our podcast today. To find out more about Fellowship Baptist Church, simply go to fellowshiplexington.com or join us for worship Sunday mornings at 1030 if you're ever in the Lexington, South Carolina area. Fellowship Baptist Church exists together, grow, give, and go for the glory of God.